0: Consider the following, and some of the results you will hardly believe. Running a small business isn't for the weak. Learn how to take your business to the next level with marketing and operation tips for a small business like yours. I'm Hillary Kay. Let's talk marketing. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited. In today's episode, we have Shannon Labar from Purveyor House. Purveyor House is a creative brand development firm for small businesses that is located in Bakersfield, California, which is actually my hometown. I did not know Shannon when I lived there, but we recently connected on social media and I just fell in love for her brand and her mission. And I just wanted to have her on the show because I feel like Feel like she provides such good insight to what branding really is, and that it doesn't matter if you're a small business, branding is equally important for you as it is for larger businesses. So, in today's episode, we talk about what branding really is, if you know when's the right time to rebrand, if you even need to rebrand, and some of the questions you might ask yourself if you are thinking about branding a small business. So without further ado, here is Shannon. So hi, Shannon. Welcome to the show. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and give us a little background on why you started Purveyor House.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. This is truly an honor and I love chatting about what we're working on. So yeah, um, I have always been you know, a really creative person. I grew up in a family of semi-creatives. My dad was a landscape architect turned graphic designer. uh, And my mother is a children's pastor. So she grew up, (laughs) we grew up building crafts and doing all of that fun stuff. Um, So I've always been around um, color and, um, you know, blueprints and just very creative from the start. Um, I first got into computer design in high school. I was really into music and decided, well, all these bands need design. So why don't I make it for them? (laughs) So I started designing for them without them asking and would hand them out at shows. And I did my own little guerrilla marketing at, you know, 15. That actually got the eyes of some concert promoters. And they actually, uh, took me on as an intern. Um, So I was designing for a record label at the time, um, just internships. And um, yeah, that kind of started it all. So I was really interested in design. And um, I remember always telling people, well, you know that... Bands, they actually have logos and they actually get recognized by the graphics that they share. I want to do that I want to design the aesthetics around a band. So I went straight into school to do art Um, I changed into uh, Change into business a little later and got a job right after that um, In just a regular marketing administrative position Um, I slowly weaseled my way into the creative side of that company and was there for almost seven years I was Privileged enough to be the graphic designer um, for a really, really large um, consumer packaged goods company. And um, we did everything from point-of-sale materials to big trade shows with hundreds of thousands of dollars of budgets. Um, so I was being taught and being led by some of the best in um, you know, that industry from the creative perspective. Um, but even from the very beginning, I knew, you know, seven years, eight years back that. That wasn't my passion. I did not have a passion for consumer packaged goods. <laughs> Who does? Apparently, there is a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing, especially in the marketing world. Um, you know it was a, you know it's we had you know a cool brand and got to really see a lot of the evolution and a lot of management experience and operational things and really big projects that I would not have been able to. a part of or think through um, otherwise so I'm super grateful for the experience I am uh, I guess semi grateful for the way that uh, you know kind of ended you know I was kind of forced into leaving um, because they kept taking away my design and my um, my creative outlets there Um, I was you know at the very end just doing a glorified project of moving files to you know file folder to file folder so I just knew it was time. Um, I've always had this idea of owning my own business. My degree in um, school was small business management, and then I'm working at a worldwide, <laughs> you know, marketing thing. It just didn't it didn't jive well. And I'm like, I know I have this passion within me. I know there's something out there, but the city that I live in is you know very industrial and has a very big backbone in agriculture and oil, which are kind of the least creative things you can think of. Obviously, they need, they need design, they need strategy, and they need stuff like that. But I couldn't find a way out. Like, I couldn't find something that made financial sense because I do need to take home, you know, a certain amount a month just to keep my family afloat. But I never saw an opportunity to actually build either my own thing or to go into another business. Um, so I. Yeah, I was kind of at the end of my rope. So I really started Prevair House out of necessity because I knew I couldn't stay at my job. I knew I was good at what I was doing, even though I was getting told I wasn't good <laughs> um, and not smart enough to run in the big leagues. Um, but I, I decided to reach out to a couple people and I met some movers and shakers in the city and on a whim decided to email them and was like, Hey, I can do marketing design things. Do you need help with any of these things? I don't have a business name. I have nothing. Um, I just know that I am fairly good at it and they took a risk on me. They hired me to, um, develop their brand of, you know, kind of a really risky investment project that they have. It was, um, selling 17, um, sorry, it was selling, um, market rate housing in downtown Bakersfield, which is where I live. Um, this type of housing is not a thing. Um, we don't have high rises. We live, you know, spread out all over. We don't really focus on new development in our downtown area. And so they knew they needed something interesting and dynamic for their marketing, and decided to take a risk and hire someone with no background doing this. And um, I will forever, ever, ever be grateful for them and for them taking a risk on me. And within six months, these forty-four units were completely sold out with a waiting list of over thirty. So you know, through the just their vision and me bringing to light kind of a different type of marketing um, in town, I was really able to see that there was an opening in the city for dynamic, interesting marketing and, um, fueled that with really cool designs that are simple and not really want to make your eyes gouge out. Um, and yeah, so (laughs) it's, it's been, you know, it's been just about a year and, um, we have, over 15 clients and doing some cool things on the side and have a platform, um, that is really community centric and, um, trying to elevate the standards in the city. And I never thought I would be one to be the poster child of creativity in our city, but, um, someone needed to do it. And I guess, uh, that's me. So
0: yeah, that's such a great story and so inspiring for all. I feel like there's so many of us that have just this entrepreneurial spirit that we're, you know, we're creative, but we maybe are stuck in these places that don't have, you know, an outlet for that. So how inspiring for you to just go out, go for it and be successful. So tell me a little bit about the services you provide at Purveyor House?
1: Right. So um, we're actually trying to refine our services because you know we've been in business now for over a year and um, really trying to find the best way to illustrate those and to tell our message. Um, but really, what it comes down to is that we offer brand development and creative design for small businesses. Um, and I, you know, a little peek behind the curtain, I really want to. I think position ourselves as rebranders. I don't see a lot of marketing agencies saying that they want to rebrand. And I think that that's where the most value that I can provide um, with my team is because we see the hidden gold and we see the opportunities um, that may be glossed over and not actually shown as much as they should be. Um, Or they're getting distracted by just... Old school stuff. Um, so I know we'll talk about like rebranding later, but um, I don't know. That's kind of something I'm working on is really defining what I do because, at the you know, any creative person or want to be entrepreneur, we have so many things we like. And it's like, how do you actually say that? How do you actually tell people that you can do all the things? Because every podcast you listen to is always like, find one thing and do that. I'm like, but I like all the things. So I've tried all of the things over the year and I still like all of the things, but now I'm listening to that, that, you know, one thing and that one message that really overarches all of the things. So, I don't know, interesting development. These things are always happening. I'm sure, you know,
0: that's that's the story of a small business owner. I think no matter if you're in a creative space or if you're in, you know, boutique or, you know, an online advertiser or whatever. I mean, that is the journey of being a small business owner. So I can totally relate to that. And I know my (laughs) audience can relate to that. So let's talk a little bit more about branding. I want to know, you know, what is your definition of branding? Most people think, oh, branding is just a logo, or maybe it's the colors you use in your marketing. But from your perspective as an agency that specializes in branding, what is your definition?
1: My definition is that um, branding is the consistent message and, you know, your point of view that's expressed in every avenue, every touch point that you have with. Your potential clients, your existing clients, and you know the clients that have already been you know packaged up and ready to go. It's what they talk about after they're done working with you. It's that impression that you leave. Um, you know that means that does mean logo, that does mean color, that does mean consistency. But what it actually means is you know that underlying strategy, that underlining message that is at every single piece of the puzzle. Um, and it just encompasses everything you're about. It's your, it's your life. It's your heart, just kind of out there. Um, so yeah, branding is a obviously such a big buzzword right now, and I think that's cool because um, it's getting businesses to think about what their brand is, and it's showing them what their brand isn't. So um, we do have to do a lot of education for our new clients or prospective clients when. You know, they get really upset when I say, I'm sorry, I don't do logos. I don't do straight up logos. I'm not a logo chop shop. I spend more time on developing your your workbook, as we call it, your brand development workbook, and really finding out um, all of those those pieces. And something that we also say is we don't want our clients or really anybody to have this drop-off of where your branding takes you so far. Yeah, I have a great logo. We got a great website. But the second you call the place you get this really awful person on the phone, you have a drop off, you have an inconsistency, you have a missing link.
0: Um, and
1: we don't, we don't.
0: Awesome. Okay. What are some of the most, you said there is a lot of education going on when you're talking about branding. So what are some of the most common branding misconceptions that you've found?
1: Well, obviously, it's it's the fact that they think that branding is just a logo, which we all know that it is the first thing that you see, and it should be one of the most important pieces of the puzzle. Um, but it doesn't end there; it it really starts there, um, and it it that's the 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 really easy way to explain branding. Um, but the reason you do that logo, or we have that logo is because you should have done much more strategy in the back end of it before you even got there. <laughs> um, so I find that if people don't do that work, they're coming back in six months and saying, hey, I heard a lot of feedback or I'm deciding to not talk to these right, these people anymore or I don't like these colors, they're not who I am. Um, so you end up doing more work in the long run if you don't think strategically through branding as a whole, um, if you just jump into logo. Um, Another thing I also see is that people think that it's really expensive, um, and yeah, it is if you want to hire a professional, and if you can do that, do that. Find someone that you jive with and that you love and that you really can see your style being done in other work that they're doing, um, but if you don't have the budget, you can still there's still ways to do this. Um, I would more focus on your messaging and your point of view and getting that experience nailed down and everyone knows what to expect when they work with you. So that is something that you can do on the weekend of writing out what you, who you are, what you're doing um, and then you know, using tools online to find something that's really simple and clean. Um, you don't have to hire this stuff out. You can go to workshops, you can do all of that stuff, you can work on yourself before you start hiring out. Um, so that's one of the biggest things um, that I see. And then also the last one would be that they think that branding is only for big companies um, or established companies. Um, I would almost say that you're better off branding when you're a baby company because you have the time to think through, what am I doing? Who am I after? What am I, who am I talking to? What am I actually saying? Um, and that your, your brand grows you know just exponentially out of that. The big companies got to where they are because they've had that solid foundation and that um, that time to refine it, so you can't compare yourself to them. I would just say you know stay in your lane, uh, really understand who you are and what you do, and just put that in every single touch point um, as opposed to going straight into logo design because we get all you know excited about that sexy logo, and that sexy logo will probably be unsexy in like six months so
0: take a step back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that kind of goes seamlessly into this next question here is when a small business owner is thinking about their brand and who they are and they want to start defining really what their core values are, are there certain questions they should ask themselves?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, they're really simple. Um, but what honestly is more important than the questions is the time to step away from your business than the day to day. it's really taking maybe two days and disconnecting and writing down the questions and the answers and really focusing on in on, do I feel confident in this? Um, what do my clients, my customers say, what are they already telling me? What do I need to ask them? Um, Am I actually talking to the right people? So it's more than just, I want to rebrand or I want to do that. It's like, why, why do you want to do that? What's not working? What is working? Um, I would definitely just, before you start asking the questions, it's just plan out two days of your month to get back into your business, get in your brand, work on yourself first, because if you don't do that, everything else will feel discombobulated and won't line up with each other. But once you're sitting down, (laughs) I I would go back to the heart of why you're doing what you're doing. Ask yourself, you know, who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? And why should anyone care? Um, Those are kind of like the four cornerstone questions that I would run through. um, Because if you unpack those really well, and honestly, you're going to find things that either really excite you or for lack of a better term piss you off because that's not what you're after so you know from my experience I'm you know trying to figure out like I'm not rebranding but I'm repositioning or just defining my position a little bit more so I want to say okay why who or what is it why 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 do I do it or why should anyone care or who am i after if i'm getting clients that um i don't work well with then i need to make sure that my brand strategy just makes them just go away it's that repel factor um so if i don't if i don't take the time to really assess a situation then i'm just going to be throwing it out there hoping that someone actually the right people will find me but the wrong people will find me on accident you know sure. so um we really like to do that. We really like to talk about target markets, putting names on them. Um, a lot of people say, like, just ask ask yourself, who is this person? Give them a name. Give them an age. Give them the likes, dislikes, um, because you will end up talking directly to them and just you know talking not to the masses, just to one specific person. You know that you're jive well with them. Um, and then you know after you ask those questions, I like to get really like hands on with it. And um, talking about mood boards and visuals, what I like, what I don't like, what I've liked that I've done in the past, what I haven't liked, what other brands are doing, what different industries are doing, and meld those together to build a unique brand to myself or to my clients. Um, through that, you know, you're working on your mission, your brand words. What are we talking about all the time? Um, but yeah, really, just to, to overview. It's really just asking the question, spending the time, who are you? what do you do? Why do you do it? and why does anyone care? Um, and if you use, have that um, if you have that written down, you're really able to run each new business decision or you know new promotion or new thing through those questions. And if they don't align to those questions and those answers, you know that it's not on brand for you. It's not on deck right now. Maybe it's saved for the later pile. Um, but having just those guardrails really helps you decide things in the future and helps you get away from this shiny object syndrome. Um, and that has been super helpful for me of, nope, that's not who I am. I'm gonna put that in later pile. Um, or no, that's a really great idea. And that really promotes my vision. I'm gonna spend the time on doing that because I know it's building my brand versus confusing people.
0: Sure. Okay, so once a business brands and positions itself one way, are they I know we've talked about you can rebrand, but how long should you sit with that and watch the results flow in before you consider you know either changing your positioning or like, oh, I really need to start from scratch. What I built a year ago, two years ago doesn't work. Is there a time frame? Is it the same for every business or does it vary?
1: I would say it would vary. Um, I think you have to be in it to know when is the right time, um, but the second you start feeling that itch, I would start talking about it. I would not make any haste decisions. I would you know ask your customers when they come and say, if you have a storefront, um, use that opportunity. you have you know you've captured them already, they're here. Why not ask them just a couple questions of hey? You have this experience, you like us, you keep coming back. What's missing here? Show them your pamphlet, your business card. Like, does my personality shine through here? Um, and if they... You know, you can use that as positive constructive feedback. It's just like a focus group. It's just a little bit more... Um, it's more one-on-one and you get more interesting responses when you're like on the spot. They don't have time to think about it. Um, but I would say you there. While there isn't a frame like a time frame, um, if something is completely off, like you can't offer that anymore, I would just cut it loose. I don't want you to have a lot of confusion with your clients. You can say, "Hey, we're migrating over here," um, but that's only in like those extreme, extreme circumstances. If like I decided to. I don't know, start working for my husband and do golf stuff, I'm not going to keep the same brand. That does not make any sense. Um, But if I'm going to maybe offer more intense website services than I already do, I think that that's maybe just an addition to it's not the need for a full rebrand. You know what I'm saying? So it really is dependent on the situation. Um, But I would just say, if it's not... Completely in the same wheelhouse to take your time, and it's okay to rebrand. Hopefully, you have a logo or something that you can keep that is m- maybe like a thread to kind of tie back to what you've done. Um, but I would slowly phase it in, see how it feels. Ask about it. Ask, you know, you can't have more information, more insight to it than you know possible because that's just so helpful. Um, yeah, I would just that you know you can't really put a time frame because everyone's business is different, but. Um, you know, if if I'm to say anything, it's be very strategic about it, don't respond super quickly. Take a step back, ask questions, and sit down and just write it out. Get it out of your mind, out of your body, put it on paper, and see is this what I'm really after? Because you don't want to have to do that every six months, because then you will just the trust of your brand will go (laughs) down the drain. And you'll just have to keep rebuilding and no one likes to rebuild. I mean, it's, it's hard enough to build in the beginning.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So let's kind of flip the tables a little bit. So say that you are, when you're out in the marketplace and you're looking for prospects for your business and you're looking for businesses in the Bakersfield area, we'll just take your area, um, who you think might possibly need a rebrand or need your services what do you look for in those companies because I think it might be interesting for all the small business owners that are listening to hear you know a professionals you know perspective on when they're going and looking if, if you know a small business owner maybe just got approached like hey I think I you know I think I could really help you know your brand and things like that I mean as small business owners you get approached all the time for people wanting to sell your services but what are some of the things that you go to? you know, those businesses with that, that they can know if they have people coming to them that, okay, yeah, maybe it is really time for a rebrand.
1: Well, I have, I mean, it's only been a year in my business. And so I'm extremely fortunate to say that I have never had to go to a business and pitch for um, a project. I've gotten referrals and they've needed the service. So I am extremely thankful for that. And I know there's going to be a time that I'm going to have to, get or be in that mentality. Um, but I am working on another project called Brand Roll Workshops, where um, we're having to esen- essentially pitch to a bunch of business owners for them to join us in a workshop um, over the span of two days to refine their brand at a extremely affordable rate um, with high value and kind of this brainchild of three in credible creatives. So, um, I can use that as an example. Um, because what what we've, what we've done is we haven't really gone to people and said, you need my services. Here's the reasons why. Um, because that's what we get pitched every day from, you know, our watching the TV, listening to, you know, the news or just, pulling up our phones. I mean, Instagram, Facebook is telling us who to hire all the time and why we need them. Um, So what we've done is kind of turn the tables and have strategically placed value-added meetups, um, content that support businesses and give them inspiration and empowerment and tips and tricks, handouts, um, meetups, like In person, where we talk about their specific brand for no cost at all. Um, And we've led with the value foot because if we know, we know if we are accelerated as experts, they're going to want to be a part of what we're doing already and they will be more than likely to buy into what we're actually offering. Um, If they can't, you know, afford what we're offering. That's fine. We'll still be here. We'll still give you advice. We're having a work session on Thursday where they can come bring their laptop and we'll just talk about it. Um, If they want to spend the money on that, then that's great. Or um, on the workshop, heck yeah, come on down. Um, We would love to have you. We've had one in the past and it went extremely well. Um, But, you know, if, if they can't, if they don't want to do that and they don't want to spend the time, then they can hire me as you know their branding agent. So it kind of is this tiered way of elevating us all as experts and being very open and um, conversational with our advice and our services and our expertise to where when they're ready to do the things, they know who to call. And so, really, I think it's more of keeping yourself top of mind and showing what amazing work you can do and what you're already doing, um, to be in that conversation. So when they're ready, they'll call you. Most of these brands don't have time to do rebranding work. It's a lot of investment in money and time. Um, and you know, there will come a point that when they're ready and if you still just kind of stay around and give them the things that they need and just say that you're open and ready to talk, um, then, you know, they'll call you. Um, I would totally, you know, maybe pick up like one pro bono project a month. I mean, one of our like (laughs) taglines this year is no more free work because there is so much work that needs to be done. And, you know, so much um, opportunities when it comes to that, that you can get really blindsided, like, I'll just do it all because I need have portfolio pieces or stuff like that. But really you're Kind of downgrading your expertise by not charging. I guess that's a whole different topic. But you choose strategically the, the the places that we funnel in those free works to where that could eventually end up in you know a bigger stage, a bigger thing. Um, that it, it's not just this willy nilly. Oh, I'll just do it for free because you don't want to pay for me. It's I want to do this because I see this as value for everyone involved. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think there was a couple of good points in there. Like as, you know, like for the original question, like if people are, you know, if you're a small business owner and you're being pitched constantly, like to think about the people that are they just selling you and are they just trying to make a buck off of you or do they really care? Are they investing the time? Do they believe in you? Do they believe in your business? And I think that's probably a good filter to have as a small business owner if you're getting pitched these, you know, branding services or online advertising advertising services, whatever it may be, to really make sure that that company is, you know, that they are, you know, providing you value and you can establish trust with them and that they're not just pitching you just to pitch you. And then on the flip side, for small business owners to understand that the value that these people are giving you to try to earn their trust, it is not free to them. (laughs) You know, we as you know, marketers and creatives, we, you know, all this, we want to help all of our clients because it's our passion. It's, you know, what we love and we get, you know, high off of it for, you know, lack of a better word. So we do want to be able to provide services, but at the same time, it does, it's time. And if you want these, if a small business owner wants these services, they have to realize that just like, you know, it takes time for them to set up their you know, store windows or online store or whatever it may be. And their time is valuable. Our time is valuable as well. So I think you hit on two really good points um, in there. So I think, I mean, we'll kind of just, I want to, you know, kind of jump into a little bit about, we just kind of spoke about how when we, you know, do our jobs and, you know, give people advice that our passion is fueled, but what outside of, so outside of your clients, outside of doing the work for your clients, or even, you know, your own personal work for purveyor house, like what do you do that keeps your passion going and inspires you daily? Do you, you know, have any books that you constantly, you know, read, or do you have an activity that, you know, helps, Jive you like just tell me a little bit about that. I'm always so interested on you know, what you know helps inspire other people
1: Yeah, I I'm the same. I'm always like what can I do also? Um, well, I have a young child so the idea of you know sitting down with the quiet book and just you know relaxing It's not gonna happen. So I choose to get my information via podcast um, like most of us our age, um, I I listen to mostly business ones, um, led by, you know, entrepreneurs because I think that, you know, we have, you know, some inspiration and, you know, we have some things that really align with each other. Um, and if it wasn't for podcasts, I really wouldn't know how to start my business and I wouldn't really know all the things that I know about branding. And, you know, I know it inherently, but yeah. to actually like, oh my gosh, they're saying what I feel like it's validating if anything. So, um I religiously listen to how I built this, it's that NPR podcast. Mm-hmm. Um it's all about just the big founders of the biggest companies and they all started small and they all started with this crazy idea and um it's super inspiring. So I listen to that one a lot. I listen to um The Strategy Hour by um Think Creative Collective and of course Being Boss is um you know the 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 pinnacle for creative entrepreneurs um, for podcasts. I guess I listen to a lot of women-owned ones because you know I think that our voices are extremely valuable in this space, if not you know the most because we we have such an interesting perspective on things. Um, and then I I spend a lot of time with you know YouTube on the side. I listen to um, some design stuff on that one, getting more like in the nitty-gritty of refining my craft, um, and then. I just I look for opportunities wherever I am. I mean i I watch weird, you know, YouTubes every once in a while, and um, I'm like, okay, well, what can I take away from that? So I'm constantly like asking, like, how do I how do I use that or what I see as a case study to further my my you know knowledge of branding or knowledge of design, um, and could I talk about it? Most of the times I can't talk about it because, you know, my brain is not connecting all the dots, but I'm like, you know, there's something there. <laughs> I can probably use that as, you know, um, inspiration for something else. So, um, yeah, I, I just listen a lot. I try to get out as much as possible and, um, you know, just kind of sit at coffee shops. We have this new coffee shop, um, like a year old. Um, and it's just really interesting just to sit there. And to listen to all these people talk about their biz- A lot of business people come in there, which is really interesting, like young, you know, starters and especially in our city, it's really interesting to see that as like this, this place this hub. And so I just sit there and just kind of lurk on people and it's kind of creepy. But I mean, if you put your, you know, your earphones in, no one knows that you're actually listening to them. So, <laughs> um, and then I also get fuel just from, um, Networking and um, you know I'm not really a extrovert. I'm like right in the middle, but for some reason I can turn it on when it comes to networking. Um, you can get really easily into a hole of networking opportunities every single day, um, but if you find the one that the most people that you like and that you can see yourself working with, I would really you know make sure you hit those every month or whenever they're doing them because you know, I went to this one last year and it's from that, that I was able to meet all these amazing people and to really jumpstart my business. And if I can at all possible, go to those every month. then I'm there um, because I know it's like-minded it's um, people that are willing to take, you know, some cool risks and it's running every decision that I make through, um, you know, my brand perspective and my brand mission and, um, but yeah, I would just say always stay curious. Um, look for things. Don't turn it off. Um, have a notepad on your phone where you write your inspiration, your content ideas. I always do that when I'm driving. It's the same. It always comes to me when I'm driving. So. <laughs> like, write that down. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, you know, I I do look... I look all the time. I mean, as a you know young mom, I'm... Um, learning how to balance it all and Aren't it, we all. Yes. It's it's really interesting because you can see how communication is so important even at a young age. And you know that that's a business lesson in and of itself, you know, and you know, there's times to turn it on and turn it completely off. But if you kind of kind of stay in this mini mode of like I'm observant and I'm keeping track of things, um, those ideas will come a lot faster.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Shannon. I think the audience just, I'm sure, is like writing notes down themselves. (laughs) I'm sure this triggered a lot of thoughts, a lot of questions. And so just to wrap it up, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you?
1: Yeah. So um, our website is purveyorhouse.com. And we spend most of our time on Instagram and it's purveyor.house. I own purveyor house or I used to without the dot in the middle, but I can't get it back. So I don't know, whatever. It has a dot in the middle, um, but I'm sure if you type in purveyor, it'll pop up.
0: Awesome. Perfect. Well, thanks again. And um, I will link all your information in the show notes. So if anyone wants to get a hold of you, they can look there, but I look forward to more conversation soon. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been truly an honor. Perfect. All right. We'll talk to you later. So you see, a lesson to be learned, experiments never fail.